One more day into the weekend. What's up, guys? Yes. So if you haven't guessed already, I'm waiting for Charlemagne and Envy to show up to work today. Now, I'm not in New York. I'm in Atlanta. So I'm not sure if there's some type of traffic going on. I don't know if the two of them are together. But I do know they both live in uh, in the same direction. So maybe something happened, perhaps, that both made both of them late. A lot of times they walk in together. I'm not oh, going to tell you how oh. they walk. Now you here. Oh, welcome, Envy. I didn't know if you guys were walking in together. I was going to say a couple of days ago, oh, I was sitting here, here and y'all, and y'all walked in. And for, and for some reason, you were. Yesterday, we get a call were, five minutes before the show starts. Angela Yee's not here. Now you here. I'm in Atlanta. Oh, what you doing in Atlanta? I can't talk about it yet. Or maybe not at all. I don't know. But I will say you walked in and you were covering your butt. Remember that? That was yesterday. Two days ago? Yeah, right, two no, days ago. Two days ago. Yes. Yeah. So I'm used to that with you guys together. Oh, now we together today. Charlamagne's here. Okay, there we go. See hey, say what How up? do y'all both get here at the same time all the time? We came in together. Um, Because the show starts at 6 a.m. and we both know we got to walk into the studio by 6 a.m. <laughs> Why the on-air light not working? The on-air light's not on. on air, it never works. It's never worked? No. It's but, no usually, yeah, because you're supposed to be in there when we're on air. <laughs> huh? Yeah, it never works. Good morning. Yeah, so you're not going to tell us what you're doing in Atlanta? Uh, I had a, an emergency, so yes, but I'll be back. Okay, all right, all right. Well, you and your emergency. Well, this today morning is a great today is a great morning, man, because we had some Legends. some amazing energy, some divine energy here in this studio. Uh, what day was that? I don't remember, but today I don't even want to call it Throwback Thursday. Let's call it Timeless Thursday today. That's right, Timeless Thursday, because these brothers that we have in here this morning are absolutely timeless. Yeah, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis will be joining Oof, us this morning. Man. And they still look the same as they did like in the 80s and 90s. They look the same. Yeah, and, and if you don't know, maybe you live behind a rock or you don't know who they are. They are the brothers that produce for damn near everybody in the industry from <laughs> Janet Jackson to Usher to Michael Jackson to um, who else there? Uh, Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige. Um, the Time. Ice-T. <laughs> Um, so I, many people. I want to know who else lives behind the rock with envy. I never heard that. <laughs> I live, uh, was, was under I know, the rock? Yeah, yes, under the behind, rock. That's what I said, behind the rock? You said behind the rock. <laughs> yeah, yes. They know what I meant. Y'all going to be behind something. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing, though. These guys are legends. These guys are icons. All of that feels like an understatement, but some yes. conversations just fill your, fill your spirit, and, and this one filled mine. Okay. Yes. That's a West Band, Shalimar. Lord And the mercy. list goes on. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get right. the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, I told you I'm in Atlanta, and so let's talk about these new mask mandates, what the CDC is now saying, what these numbers are looking like. It's not looking good. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. One more time. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right. What well, well, we start with you? Well, let's start with COVID. Tokyo has seen the third consecutive day of record COVID-19 cases. And so they said at least 198 cases have been reported as linked to the Tokyo Games as of Thursday. They are under a state of emergency, which is in effect until August 22nd. Now, the U.S. has also reported their highest number of new cases in the world. So there is this summer surge as the Delta variant spreads. And so more than 611,000 Americans have died from COVID-19. Just 57.6 of Americans aged 12 and up are fully vaccinated, according to data. And the CDC has cited new science on the transmissibility of the Delta variant. They also changed their mask guidance. They now recommend everyone in areas with substantial or high levels of transmission, vaccinated or not, wear a mask in public. Should have never told uh, them to so, take it off. Mm-hmm. So I yes, want so I want to update that guidance. I see Keisha Lance Bottom signed an executive order requiring masks inside all public places. But I was what what is how does that affect uh like baseball games and these concerts and these shows? Now, so- it, it, you put your mask on, just like just like she said. You know, it's so crazy. I hear people discuss how we should listen to experts and scientists and not folks on social media, and I agree. But man, when the experts make foolish ass decisions like this that defy just simple common sense that we all have, it's very easy not to listen because common sense would tell us not to take the mask off. Common sense. I said last year I'm going to always wear my mask at the airport from now on, right? Salute to all the Asians we used to see on flights wearing masks, and we wondered why. Y'all were ahead of the curve, and I'm never taking my mask off, at least at least at airports. I mean, just because everybody's on well, birth control doesn't mean you you stop, uh, you stop wearing condoms. Right. But I will say they never said you could take them off in the airport. Like that they, said, they said you could take them off. They said if you were vaccinated, you could take your mask off. Um, in the airport? In, anywhere. They said if you were fully vaccinated. No, but not at... Not in the airport, I thought. They said anywhere. Seen... Not at the airport. Airport, you have to wear a mask. Oh, I don't know airport. about the airport. But I'm just talking about... Yeah, but you... but even else. even still in general, I'm just saluting the Asians because that's what we used to see them at, at the airport right. with the mask on. But I'm wearing my mask in public places, period, for the rest of my life. Just because it seems like it makes sense. And you saw what they said, flu cases drop because everybody's wearing masks, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Why not? Well, Disney World did bring back the indoor mask requirement for our guests. All guests, like you said, in Atlanta, you are required to wear a mask indoors. New York City has offered a $100 incentive for vaccination. That starts on Friday. So anybody who goes to a city-run vaccination site for their first dose of the vaccine will get $100. And this is because there's also a surge in cases in in the city as well. They said it's driven by, of course, the Delta variant. They said the last Friday, the average of new daily cases was 32% higher than a week prior. Mm, 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 so, mm, mm, mm. And yes, a lot going on right now. Y'all really be careful. At least wear your mask when you're out. And I was watching CNN last night, and you know, uh, you know, everybody keeps trying to blame the unvaccinated, but they had a doctor on last night, and she was saying that vaccinated people can pass it to each other, and vaccinated people can pass it to others too. So, who do you, right. <laughs> sounds to me like everybody should just practice social distancing and continue to wear their mask. On the way in, I was driving in. I, I, li- I listened to the news on the way in, and I heard Joe Biden say something like. Um, if you haven't got your vaccination yet, you, you um, how, how did he put it? it? Made it seem like if you ain't get it, you're stupid. And I'm sitting there like this president's wilding. You ain't find the audio yet, right? They will find the audio. I'm like, I'm like, what? I mean, that's not that bad take. What? Are you stupid if you ain't get your vaccination? And a lot of people just don't feel comfortable getting the vaccination. But you I call agree. Him stupid and but dumb? that's his opinion. If he feels like people are stupid for not getting it, you're president, man. Well, Pfizer has also suggested their data has suggested a third dose of COVID nineteen vaccine strongly. <laughs> 
boost protection against the Delta variant. <laughs> if the first if the first two uh, aren't protecting people from it, then why would I get a third? Come on, we got to think this one through, guys. Come on now, come on, Pfizer. Right. They are still saying, though, that if you do get this, and I just want to continue to reiterate this, if you do get the vaccination, it does lower the transmissibility and, and likelihood that you'll get it. That doesn't mean you won't get it, but it lowers that likelihood and it lowers the I... chance that you'll get as sick and hospitalized. I don't, you you got to tell me where you're getting this information. Yeah, they, they've been saying that. CDC been saying that. They said yeah, the majority people of people who are hospitalized. Hospital died. They said, yeah. I think, 90-something percent of those people don't have their uh, vaccination. They said, I think, six thousand, or close to 6,000 people who have been fully vaccinated have died. I, I saw that too. Where, where'd you get that? And so get that? that's compared to how many people overall? Like I mean, but you, but we can't. We don't want to play that game because if you do that, you can say no. you can say six hundred and fifty thousand people compared to three hundred and twenty million in America. You know, the percentage is low, so you don't want to play that game. But they've always said that you can still get it. You can still get sick, but it lowers the chances. That's all. It doesn't say that you'll never nothing. There's no vaccine that is a hundred percent effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, and about- that is. How about I just don't want to get it? I'm going to wear my mask when I'm in public. That's and, it. And, you know, if I, I got my vaccination, so I do feel a little more comfortable, but I'm going to wear my mask. Just because that? everybody's on right. birth control doesn't mean you, you stop wearing wear condoms. It. That's why the CDC should have never told people to stop wearing masks. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Uh, I just want to say good morning. Peace and blessings. Quarter party guy, Sean Stone. Sean Stone. Sean Stone. (laughs) Why, Angela, why you keep on calling me quarter party guy? I don't know. Good morning, Charlotte, man. How you doing? Peace, King. How are you, brother? I'm, I'm blessed, man. Angela Yee, DJ Envy. Yo, who is this new guy called Red? He's not a new guy. He's the board up. Okay. Oh, why, why, why y'all couldn't <laughs> hire me, man? Because you don't know how to run the boards. It's not your area you of don't expertise. You know how to run the boards. <laughs> I, that's why I don't run. That's not his job. I used no, to. Run, no, I used to run no. them back in the day, though. When I first started no. in the radio, I used to run boards. I don't no, run I'm boards anymore. Red don't know how to run the boards. <laughs> Dang, you think Red sucks at running the boards? Yes. How many times he be messing up? Damn. He hasn't messed up that that many times after the first couple of days. Why you hating on Red, though, man? No, I, I'm and not And come on, Sean Stone, you know it's a process because he actually has yeah. been working with us, but this is a different job for him, so you have to give yeah, people a little bit of that, time. That's true, that's true. But listen, I I have a friend, right, that that, that really loves the show. Can I, can I just give her a shout-out? Of course. Red, why you hang up on that man like that? Oh, now, that was whack. Envy did red. that. That was not red. That, that was Envy. That, that was so whack of you. Rude. Why that would you red. hang up on that man? That why was, was so corny just now. That why would you red. do that to that man? That was red. Sean Stone, I want you to know that was DJ Envy. I don't know why he did that. That was so pointless. Because he went at red for that no was... reason, man. We're a team. We stick together. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You got to keep red humble in these streets. You got to keep red humble. All right. Red ain't do nothing to nobody, man. Ready to try to grab a mic. Red just chilling, trying to do his board. Do thing. your job. That's, That's right, Red. Do your job, Red. Red alone, man. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, good morning. This is Will. Will, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, man. Um, I just want to um, just say that um, uh, everything is going on good in my life, man. I just thank God for everything that he's doing, man. Also, um, there's a chance that I uh, I came over here before. I wanted you guys to, uh, you know, just to be honest and rate my, my song before, but I didn't get no feedback. But I also have another song I want to share with you guys. All right, go ahead, brother. Uh, it, it's a little uh, off the of over here. It goes, it's uh, a generation change or something that I intend to be. 
talking down all of my past words. Don't get to me. Born to win. I'm born to shine. See me on your TV screen. Hustle in the streets. Play right hope they don't send it to me. Do the math. You know it ain't no subtracting me. Buy a bell. Call out my dogs. This person easily. John Cena. Cartier Shades. Ain't no safety. Good. I'm in that. It's hard to get rid of me. Get a bag of times about two. That profit industry. What? Dusty wouldn't have money. Them hoes wouldn't even look at me. Made a difference. Up my life. A young prodigy. Mama's okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, he was rapping? Yeah, he was rapping. Oh, I thought you were still just talking. I, I, I didn't know you was rapping. Did he yeah, say something about his penis? Like Did you say something about your penis? He said, good penis, dumbing her b She can't get rid of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but it's a... Uh, okay. It's a... So what, you want to have a career? You trying to rap rap? Like you want to be like you want to make it make it? Yeah, you don't think he was nice? I, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's for them, but it's just the way that I can express myself and another way to be heard. Hey, man, whatever God got planned for you going to happen, brother. Yes, sir. Uh, like I said before, I want you guys to rate my song, um, you know, just give your honest opinion. What after, uh, whatever God got planned for you going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but what you think yes, about sir. his song? You ain't tell him. Whatever God got planned for you going to happen, King. Is that a good thing or bad? Whatever God got planned for you gonna happen, my brother. <laughs> good luck, well. Follow me on follow me on Instagram. My name is Cream Mo. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Have a good one. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this hey dj envy good morning this is anthony calling out of brooklyn what's up brother get it off your chest hey listen i just want to you know as best i can encourage people to get this vaccine you know we got to find the end of this road you know i think a lot of these decisions that we're hearing uh are politically motivated uh, wear your mask, don't wear your mask, get your vaccine, don't get your vaccine. You know, science has proven that it's working. Um, it's theory and fear that I think are uh, driving people not to get the vaccine. And we just need to push it. And, you know, when you guys are out, you know, talking in the morning, just encourage people. And if there's any mixed messages, just kind of hold it back. Because a lot of people are sitting back and are confused. And I think that we just need to really promote this vaccine get it out there i don't i don't i don't i I don't agree with you i think everybody should make their own personal decision and their own personal choices i I do think everybody should wear a mask and social distance and i'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means but i'm not gonna just you know uh tell people to go get something that you know i don't i'm I'm not i'm not sure of myself i think it's perfectly fine for some of us to still be confused that's why the experts are here to tell us the right information so we're not confused and I think they are putting it out there, but you know, while I'm at my workplace and you know, I have maybe more than half of my staff that hasn't gotten their vaccine, um, I feel like it just creates an unsafe work environment for a lot of us. And maybe it maybe it's maybe it's fear driven for me to want people to get it, you know, but I'm just you know, I think it's the right thing to get it. I'm not mad at you for your opinion. And you shouldn't be mad at anybody else's for theirs. I'm not not mad at I'm not mad at yeah I don't think it's about being mad at anybody I would encourage people I think it was a good idea for myself to get the vaccine if someone asked me my opinion yes I would say you should get the vaccine I'm not going to call you stupid if you don't but if you want my opinion I would encourage people to get it exactly I'm not mad at anybody I just think we should encourage folks to get it that's all okay well thank you brother all right thank you guys all right Hello, who's this this lazy cop calling out of North New Jersey what's your name lazy what Lazy cars. Lazy cars. Yeah, they call me that because I'm laid back. I have a laid back swagger, so you know. Yes, sir. All right. Well, get it off your chest, brother. Well, I got the most beautiful woman in the world. Her name is D Mace. You know, we've been together for eight years. She got two beautiful sons. 
you know, I'm the uh, basically like their role model. And uh, we got an anniversary coming up. And I just want to tell her how much I love her. We both listen to y'all's show at the same time every day. Tell her thank yes. you. We, appre- you know, we appreciate y'all, uh, man. I, I also want to uh, shout out to her youngest son, HK135. That's his, that's his stage name, you know, because he, he got uh, some music that he's trying to promote. And he wanted me to get on the radio for him. So I've been trying every morning for like two weeks. So, but you guys can uh, hit him up at Instagram at HK135. And he got uh, his music, his album expand, expanded, streaming on all platforms, you know, TikTok, iTunes. Okay. All right, brother. Uh, Spotify. Yo, yo, this promo sound, this promo sound wild lazy, bro. It does sound lazy. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Rumors are up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Netflix, Facebook, and Google are requiring vaccinations for employees and actors. They sent an email reportedly to employees saying that they were delaying their full ret- office return to October 18th because of the recent Delta spikes. Uh, and that's Google CEO, and he said that anybody coming back to work in the office after that would have to be vaccinated and show proof. So whether or not you can work from home part-time, uh, because they had said they would allow that back in December at Google, uh, you know, we don't know if that's still in play. Now, Facebook said they'd be doing the same thing soon. They confirmed that employees looking to come work at U.S. offices going forward would need to prove they've gotten a shot. And if you haven't been vaccinated, and say that medical and or other reasons, they will consider that and evaluate that uh, before moving forward. And Netflix and Netflix this week also reportedly told their in-house production teams and partners that folks working in zone A, which is actors and those in cl- close proximity to them would be required to be vaccinated. No, they have the right to do that. That's their companies. I, I wonder what they continue to give their employees the option to work at home though. For how long? Well, actors can't really work at home at Netflix, so that's and production teams. So yeah, but we don't know about Google and uh, face and Facebook. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, now Lizzo has been responding to rumors. I didn't even know this rumor, but she was talking about one rumor about her that really bothers her. So she responded in a video on TikTok. So I've seen a lot of annoying things about me on the internet, but the thing that bothers me the most is this rumor that I stage-dived at a concert and killed somebody. Like, that rumor, it's a fly, first of all. I've never stage-dived in my life, and bitch, kill somebody? Y'all really gonna put that on my mother name? Like, I know I'm big, but bitch, I'm not that big. <laughs> that's hilarious my goodness I wonder and she what had the, dived onto the bed afterward after she did that I wonder what's the trigger there is it the weight the fact that they said she she killed someone or the fact that people would believe such a foolish rumor do you maybe, realize if that was a real rumor that would be everywhere everywhere maybe all of the above like come on bro I think she was just being funny though cause then the way she stage dived onto the bed you know afterwards so she was uh, making fun of that rumor in particular All right, now Rihanna is teasing her new Fenty perfume. She does everything, okay? Lingerie, skincare, makeup. Now she has Fenty perfume, and she posted pictures on social media, black and white pictures, and said that it's coming soon. I know that's going to smell good. 
So we definitely support all of that. And you know, she also trademarked Fenty hair. So I'm sure that's uh, coming soon as well. Now, Kyrie Irving doesn't like his new Nike signature shoe. Did you guys see what the shoes look like? I saw the bottom of them. I did not. What does it look like? Well, there were some leaked photos of this shoe. It's not that appealing looking. And apparently Kyrie agrees. He said, I have nothing to do with the design or marketing of the upcoming Kyrie 8. In my opinion, these are trash. I have absolutely nothing to do with them. Nike plans to release it without my okay, regardless of what I say. So I apologize in advance to all my sneakerheads and true supporters. Now, the kids love Kyrie Irving. That's like one of the number one basketball shoe for kids to wear to play basketball. They wear Kyrie Irving's. Well, how does that happen, though? Did not Nike not reach out to him and his team? Like, how, how did how does that not happen? Did Kyrie not answer the phone? Did his agent not, not answer the phone? He's probably not involved in the designing. You know, they just put your name on it, pay you a bunch of money, and say it's to Kyrie Irving. Because there's no way, if he had control, they would be able to put a shoe out but that he But once again, how does that happen? You're Kyrie Irving. Like, you know, you should, you t- shouldn't you have a say in what your shoe looks like? Yes. I would think so, Absolutely. yeah. Maybe there's deadlines they had to reach and he didn't approve. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I don't know what his deal looks like, but I know he don't like this new one. (laughs) All right. And in good news, Kyrie Irving has helped build a solar water center in Pakistan. And he used his family foundation in partnership with the Pani Project, which is a volunteer run nonprofit organization in Pakistan. Now, they posted this center is providing over 1000 villagers access to clean, healthy water facilitating farming for families and providing light to women and children. If we're looking for a new team to cheer for, we highly recommend Mr. Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. They posted that on Twitter. So you know what a privilege it is to have clean water. Imagine not having access to that on a daily basis. A lot of communities all over the world have issues being able to acquire fresh water. So that is amazing for them. Now those are the kind of stories I like to hear. Drop on a clues box with Kyrie Irving for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another good story. Let's talk about Trey the Truth. He helped a Houston student who was selling water to buy some clothes for school. Now, he called on his followers to help get into contact with Jadeen Buckley. He was a teenage boy. He spent weeks selling water to try to raise money for school clothes. They shared his efforts on a Facebook post that eventually went viral. The post said, please stop by and buy a bottled water or donate to him. He's a really sweet kid in a world where so many of our youth choose to rob and steal. He has chosen a different path. Let's make sure he has everything he needs to be successful this school year Trey the truth caught wind of it and called on Jadine and got in contact with him and yeah and he posted a picture with him we got to see him shopping and all of that so that's I love it dropping a clue monster the guy Trey the truth love it We love these positive stories and Anderson Peck and Bruno Mars looks like a Sonic has another sign by the way leave the door open still rocks I that song came out in March Mm -hmm. and it's still like a popping song, so I cannot wait to to hear what they have next, but they did post Summertime Jam this Friday, so a lot of people are speculating it's going to be a new song coming out on Friday. I like how they not rushing. I like how they didn't rush out and put a whole Silk Sonic project out. They let the leader door open, you know, cook for a while. Now they coming with something different. I like the fact that they're making people wait. Yeah, Leave the Door Open is still number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100, even though it debuted at at number one five months ago. I love it. What's the rush? All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? Man, I hate in the news a lot of times. Most of the time, it's 
not anything positive. And we're going to talk about a Colorado police officer who has been arrested. Video showed him using his pistol to beat a man that he was taking into custody. All right. And also next hour, the legends, man, the icons. Understatement. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis will be joining We're not us. even calling. It's not throwback Thursday. This is timeless Thursdays. That's right. So after front page news, we're going to kick it with them. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Bamboozled by Jesus, actress and comedian Yvonne Orji's inspiring and laugh-out-loud funny memoir about how her family's faith helped her reach her dreams in the most unexpected ways. Your first 30 days of Audible are free when you sign up at audible.com slash breakfast club. Hey, morning everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. <laughs> Where we starting, Yee? Well, this story was really difficult to watch, and there's camera, body cam footage that has been released, but two Colorado officers have been arrested after one of those officers did hit a suspect with a gun. They have not identified this suspect, but the officer is John Hobart, and that's in Aurora, Colorado. That's also the same place with Elijah McLean, where um, Elijah McLean was killed in 2019, a 23-year-old black man who was put into a neck hold. Now, in this confrontation, the officers were responding to a trespassing report, and there were three people at the scene. One person did stay and put his hands up and did everything that he was supposed to do, and unfortunately, things went really left to him. There's video where you can see Officer Harbert is yelling at him, and he pistol whipped him. He actually gave him such serious injuries where he had welts to cut on his head that required six stitches. Here's what happened. Whoa. Get out, get out. Oh, what did I do? Get out. Whoa, what the hell did I do, dude? Roll over on your face. Roll over on your stomach. What did I do? Roll over on your stomach. Hey, okay, bro, don't shoot me, man. Get on your stomach. What did I do? Hands I have all the way out. I can't breathe, front. dude. Hands all the way out in front of you. Okay. Dude, you have a gun pointed straight no, at your head. No, I don't have a gun. Why Cooperate. am I going in cuffs? Stop. Why am I going in cuffs? You have a warrant. Stop. No, I don't. You guys are the wrong guy. Stop I don't fighting. Have I don't. Stop fighting. Help. Help. No, that is so crazy. Now, you hear the other officer, Francine Martinez, who showed up. She's accused of not intervening to try to stop Hobart. And so, you know, they, they have a law there where you have to actually intervene as a police officer when you see something like that happening and when you see this uh, aggressive behavior. And so they both had to turn themselves in. So the law does require officers to intervene when you see excessive force and report it to superiors. So we, should, we should call them suspects now, then. Yeah. You should be calling officers. I mean, yeah, we should be calling Albert officers. is under investigation for attempted first degree assault, second degree assault, felony menacing, and that's according to a arrest warrant affidavits. Here's uh this is difficult to listen to, really difficult to watch. Bro, I don't have no warrant, bro. Get on your face. Bro, I don't have no on your face. I don't have a warrant, dude. Get on your face. Okay. Get on your You're face. Killing me. Get on your face. Killing me, bro. I can't go to jail for something I didn't do. Turn over. No. <laughs> you move, I will shoot you. So let me let me uh, explain it for people that don't see. I'm watching the video now. So first of all, he had his face in rocks. So it wasn't like you know he had you know he was turned over in the grass. No, his face was in rocks. Like you know the rocks around trees and the the landscape and rocks. His face was dead in the rocks. Every his boys ran. He didn't move. It's not like he ran and he was a swell. He did not move. He stayed there. What's the problem? They threw him on his face. They pistol whipped him. I've never seen a cop pistol whip somebody. That's crazy. Like blood coming, like glock to the forehead. Pistol whip. It's the craziest thing. And there's two cops, three cops on one. So it's not like it, it, they were, you know, had to do it to 
they had it under control. Well, what do you say at this point? No legislation is being passed to prevent things like, you know, this from happening. You can't rely on officers to just be good humans and do the right thing because many of them don't look at the people they are apprehending as humans. So what do you do? I don't have any answers. I'm tired of, you know, stating the obvious and saying, oh, that's wrong. Like, we know that already. They choking him out. Right. Yo, this, they, they, like, they, like, they have, oh, my gosh, they're choking this man out. Yeah, like, man. It, it, it is culture. crazy. He's can't breathe. He's saying, I can't breathe. Like, I didn't, oh, he's bleeding from the head from the pistol whip. Is pistol whip a new move? Like, is, is that allowed? I've never seen it or heard of that before in my life. Sad part about it is I'd rather him get pistol whipped than get shot and killed. Because that's usually what they do. I mean, if there's an option between both, yeah. I, I, I would, I would, I would, I, that's the sad part, right? That's the, that, the sad part is uh, if you see a person get pistol whipped, it seems like a person of color. If you see him get pistol whipped by police, you're like, well, at least you didn't shoot him and kill him. But that shouldn't even be, that shouldn't be the bar, right? At all. That's crazy. All right, and that is your front page news. Mm-mm-mm. All right, and I wonder as if that's your your partner, and you see your partner losing control, pistol whipping somebody, you just don't stop. Well, that's why uh, I mean, salute to Carrie Horn. That's why Carrie Horn is a hero. Drop on the clues, monster Carrie yeah. Horn, out there in Buffalo. That's right. Shout out to Carrie Horn. All right, all right. Well, clear your mind, clear your mind, clear your mind. All right, now when we come back, icons, legends will be joining man, us. Man, man, this, Jimmy this, Jam and Terry Lewis. This is not Throwback you Thursday. Know, this fan, Timeless Thursday, right know, here. I fanned out. All right, and we're gonna talk to them next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. Yes, indeed. Some icons, some legends. <laughs> man. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Welcome, brothers. Thank you, man. What's up? Nice man, to how be many here. black suit shades and hats do you got on, man? <laughs> closet full, brother. Closet full, man. <laughs> closet full. Now, Absolutely. you guys written and produced for so many people in the industry. So I want to start from the beginning for people that don't know who Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis is and how y'all got started. So how did y'all get into... <laughs> the industry with producing and writing. How did y'all get together? And before you say that, I want to say people definitely know your work and you guys were like the soundtrack to our lives in here. So thank you. I just want to thank you all for that. We're excited to have you. Awesome. Well, we're excited to be here. This is a legendary show and we're proud to be a part of it. Now, when the legend said this is a legendary show, it means something. It's a legendary show. It is a legendary show. We got to look at other interviews, make sure they didn't say that anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So so how did y'all get started from the beginning? What what got y'all into music? How did y'all meet? When we met, I'll tell you, the first time I saw Terry Lewis, it was love at first sight. He was sitting, we were staying in dorm rooms, right? So Terry's sitting on a bed with a red, black, and green bass, and he's playing cool in the gang bass parts, right? And I'm like, oh, who's this brother? I got to get to know this dude. And I think he had the same feeling about me. He heard me playing the piano in the lunchroom, and he was like, oh, who's that dude? Yeah, swooning a bunch of girls. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Were you guys in competition at first, or was it always friendly? Well, what was funny was at the end of the year, we ended up playing. Terry was the one, I was a drummer at first, and Terry was the one that got me into playing keyboards because my dad played keyboards. He said, your dad plays keyboards, play keyboards. I'm like, cool. So I, I did it. But after that, we each put our own bands together. Right. We used to do Battle of the Bands all the time. And, you know, there'd be Terry's band would kick my band's ass, and then the next time, my band would kick his ass. And mm-hmm. it was so it was like we were watching each other but we were admiring each other. Even though we were competitive, we were like, nah, but we should just join up and do something. And wow. that's what finally happened. And when did you guys start producing yeah. for other artists? When, when, when did that come? When did artists start calling and it became a thing? Like, I need this record from Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Well, nobody really called us. That was the interesting thing. So on the tour we were on, Terry said, I'm going to LA, who's coming with me? And I said, I'll go. And we ended up in the studio on this session 
for I don't know fifty bucks. I don't know what they paid us. Not a lot of money. Yeah, but it was some chicken. Yeah, we got about <laughs> chicken, 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 two piece, chicken. two ninety nine, four yeah. piece, yeah. special every day, yeah, and, a, and a strawberry, and a strawberry. Yeah. yeah, I mean we didn't have any money, but it didn't matter. We figured it out. We we got ourselves a little four track. We did some little demo stuff, but we got in the studio and we did this song called Bad Time. And that record actually, to this day, is like one of the biggest records that we ever did that nobody knows we did. But that was the thing that kind of got us started. And we kind of get a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't stand it. You can't stand it. Okay. It's, club it's, record. Yeah, mm-hmm. club record. So we did that record. We worked with Ice T. Ice T was one of the first people yeah, we worked with. Cold with Madness. Mm-hmm. And the first call we actually got was uh, Climax, the group Climax. Oh, I love mm-hmm. Climax. Yeah. You think Mars Day's legacy gets overshadowed by, by y'all and Prince? I don't think you can overshadow Morris Day, man. You know, especially with uh, Purple Rain, man. Him and Jerome together, man, is just outstanding. And he's on your debut album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That don't even sound That's right. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis debut album in 2021. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, 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 what took y'all so long, I guess, to do a debut album? Well, the story goes like this. We were doing, back when we were doing Control, which is 35 years old. Classic. Um, thank you. Um, we were working on the Control album, but before we were working on the Control album, we had started a Jam and Lewis album. Mm-hmm. So the idea was we were going to do our own album. Then we got, you know, they said, they gave us an A&M roster, a guy named John McClain, who was an A&R person. He gave us a roster. Who do you want to produce on A&M? And we both said, Janet, we want to do Janet. He said, you want to do a couple songs? We said, no, we want to do the whole album. Mm. He said, really? Okay, cool, right? So she comes up to Minneapolis. We do the whole Control album. He comes up and like all A&R people, he listens to everything. We play him nasty and when I think of you and control and pleasure principle, right? We're playing right. Funny how time flies. Let's wait a while. Like when I say classic album to this day, you can still rock that and watch the videos. Right. So we're playing all this stuff and we're going, okay, John, we're good, right? And he goes like all A&R people. He goes, I just need one more. Like, what are you talking about, man? He said, I just need one more song. We said, now forget you. So we hop in the car and we're going to go grab a bite to eat. We put a cassette in, mm-hmm. and he goes, John, listen to this. This is some stuff from our album. And it was just tracks, right? And we're all grooving. About third song in, he goes, that's the one I need for Janet. We said, what are you talking about, John? He said, man, give that to Janet. If she likes to give it to her. We're like, what are you talking about? So the next day, we go to the studio. Janet comes in. She's just sitting on the couch watching TV. We just put the song on. We didn't say anything. So we're watching her groove. She walks to the door. She kind of points to us. When the song goes off, she goes, who's that for? And we said, you if you want it. She said, oh, I want it. That song became What Have You Done For Me Lately. Wow. He used to do mm-hmm. nice stuff for you. But what has he, he done, done for you lately? He was just <laughs> arguing about that album. We, what, what was it on social media a few months ago? Control versus Thriller. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mm-hmm. was like, I, I might lean towards Control. Yeah. I know Thriller's 75 million so I'm just talking right. about musically. I might lean towards Control. And I think control. for me as a woman, definitely Control. What was the mindset when y'all did Control? Was there something like something in y'all mind was saying, this is Michael's sister, so we have to make sure she's on on, on par? No, it was it was more like who Janet was. We mm-hmm. always saw her as a little feisty entity, and when you saw her with the brothers, she was always really feisty, mm-hmm. hand on her hip, and we Attitude. wanted to we wanted to bring that out in the music because mm-hmm. that hadn't happened so far. How do, know, y'all stay, really how do y'all stay so relevant, right? And the reason I say that is y'all been producing since the '80s till now, and you don't see that with no producers and no writers. You guys have been able to evolve. You keep your sounds. How do you keep your ears to, I want to say the streets or the clubs, or how do you keep your ears so relevant? Our thing was, when we did our very first interview, when Control happened, we did a local interview with the paper up there, and the guy who was asking the questions, first thing he said is, man, y'all the hottest producers, man. How's that feel, man, to be the hottest producers? 
And we said, well, we really don't want to be the hottest producers. We want to just be warm for a long time. Mm. <laughs> so when we said that, mm. we meant that. We, we meant that the decisions we were going to make wasn't about trying to be hot or trendy or anything like that. It's like, just try to make good music and try to do it for a long time. And by giving everybody their own sound rather than depending on one sound, that was part of the plan, and, and that was kind of the, the goal. But it was funny because a few years back when we did the Unbreakable album with Janet, that album opened at number one and No Sleep was number one for like 12 weeks or something, a single. And we asked us, the same dude asked us the same question. He said, man, you guys have been around for four decades, man. You had number ones in four decades. How's that feel? And we said, remember what we told you the first time? Wow. Warm for a long time. You this know? generation will never understand that. This instant gratification era, they want to be <laughs> yeah. hot for the moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, they'll never understand that. How many people tried to get over on y'all? Two brothers from that's producing these hits and was like, oh, they don't know. Try to give y'all oddball deals or lowball numbers. How many people try to get over on y'all in this industry? Man, in the beginning, everybody. Yeah. So you just throw the contract behind the bed. But the important thing for us that, that, that we had in our careers, be, besides common sense, I think we had that, a lot of that. Yeah, that but, got us to yeah, yeah. Clarence. Yeah, Clarence Avon. Yeah. Clarence Avon. The we met Clarence yes. Avon. Yeah, the black godfather. When we met Clarence, Clarence told us actually that the contract that our manager at the time was trying to negotiate for us to do the SOS band, and we, he said, now your manager wants you know this money for the SOS band, and we were like, oh, we can cut the budget, you know, whatever you need. He says, cut the budget. He said, there's not enough money in here. You know, you realize you got to fly to Atlanta to do the project and you're going to need the studio time and you're going to need whatever. He said, "This I'm going to pay you this because this is fair. So he actually paid us more than we were asking for. Wow. And that's how we knew. We said, oh, all right, this brother's got some different things. But he also told us a whole lot of great just life lessons mm -hmm. about helping people out. He said, if you ever see anybody that needs my help, you know, let them know. And the people we ended up helping out was L.A. and Babyface who everybody Mars. thought was our, mm -hmm. you know, our competition. And maybe they were. We didn't think of it like that. We thought of, here's two brothers that need Clarence's help. And L.A. said, would you introduce us? And we said, absolutely. So we did. So those are the kind of lessons that Clarence taught us besides getting our business right. He definitely taught us a lot how, impo how important is Clarence Avon? Because he's one of my top four inspirations, period. But absolutely. How, how, how important is he? To, to y'all and just the industry period. He's at the top of every list, especially yes. for black people. Any yes. deal that happened for any black person, whether it be Barry Gordy, whether it be Dick Griffey, Clarence has always been involved with all those deals. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Because he would, you know, untangle the mess mm -hmm. because he had enough reach and yeah. relationships. All right, we got more with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yee. Now, flashing back to the SOS band, when you guys went to work with them, that's how you ended up getting fired by Prince. Yes. Right? Yes. So, was that devastating for you at the time? Because it was the worst day of our life. Let's talk about it. it and was, it was a blizzard, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a blizzard. Well, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't no blizzard. a blizzard. That's the funny thing. Yeah, everybody keeps saying it was a blizzard. <laughs> no, he well, kicked okay. you out of blizzard. It was a blizzard in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> It was, uh, but we're from Minnesota, so for us, it was like what they call a dusting oh, of snow. Oh, got it, got You know, it, when it. it snows a little bit and you can just take the broom and sweep yeah, it yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Close <laughs> the whole airport down. We were trying to get on any plane to get out. We didn't even care where the plane was going. Like, just get us out of Atlanta so we can connect and try to get to San Antonio where the next time gig was. And at a certain point, we realized we weren't going to make it. <sighs> but we had never missed a gig in our life. So for us to miss a gig, that was devastating enough. Plus, we knew Prince was going to find out about it. So the day we get fired, right, we're at the studio thinking we're going to work on the next Time album. Prince fires us, 
that same night we had booked time to mix SOS band. And so we said, okay, so after he fired us, we were like, okay. So we go to the other studio. We walk in. Well, how did he fire you first? Did he call? I oh, mean, no. He said, no, okay. So he called us to Sunset Sound. He said, I told you guys not to produce other acts. And you produce the SOS band. So you're fired. And I was like, cool. I was out. I was out because it was not. The, I didn't feel it was anything I could say. Mm-hmm. Terry stayed in there for a little while and tried to reason with him. What'd you say, Terry? I was like, fired us for that? Like, all we're trying to do is better ourselves. We mm-hmm. have, you know, talents that we want to let people share. And, you yeah. know, and you, when you try to make sense out of nonsense, you're stupid, too. Yeah. So that conversation went nowhere. Mm. So finally I got up and left, too. We was outside kicking rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he think that was fair? God bless the dead. Why did he think that was fair for to have y'all not produce anybody else? Because what was his reasoning? His reasoning was to control everything. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want us to give away the time sound, you know, but we weren't doing that. That was exactly what we weren't doing. Mm-hmm. There were records we would work on and somebody would say, man, use that synthesizer like on, you know, and we'd be like, no, no, no. But the thing was, so after we kicked rocks, we go over to this <laughs> studio called Larrabee and Steve Hodge was the engineer. And we, the only reason we knew Steve Hodge was looking on liner notes on the back of albums. He had, Steve Hodge had, had done all the Solar record stuff. So the Whispers and Shalimar and Lakeside and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We were like, that's the dude we want to mix our stuff. So we walk into the studio. We'd never met him. We said, hey, Steve. He said, hey, nice to meet you guys. He says, what's wrong with you guys? And we said, oh, we just got fired from the time. He said, oh, man. He said, well, I don't know. I don't think you guys have anything to worry about. He said, because this one here is a smash. And he hit play. And just be good to me comes on mm. blasting out these speakers with his wow. mix, wow. and we were like, "Oh, okay." So it was crazy, man. It was just like, it was like Hollywood. It was like the Hollywood ending. And actually, he was bluffing. He wasn't. He didn't really fire us. That's the funny thing, because we would go to the accountant every week and still pick up our checks. Oh, so you, oh, okay. So okay. he never really fired us. But what he did was he tried to scare us, basically, right? Right. So of course, when it wasn't happening, then he tried to divide and conquer us. So he had Jelly Bean Johnson, the drummer in the time, who was probably the only person I know, probably known Terry longer than me. He had Jelly Bean call Terry. And Jelly Bean's like, hey, Prince wants you back, man. And Terry's like, on the uh, Terry's on the phone, right? And Terry goes, yeah, okay, cool, cool. All right, yeah, what about what are y'all doing? Okay, Purple Rain, okay, cool. Uh, what about Jam? And, and, and Jelly Bean said, oh, he doesn't want Jam back. Mm-mm. Terry, I swear to God, the phone disintegrated in his hand. You tell that little <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Terry, no, no, it's cool, man, it's cool. Make the movie, man, it's all good, man. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, it was like that. And that was it. And we we did this. We shook hands. We said 50-50. I love it. And that's it. And that's the foundation of our our relationship. How was the relationship with Prince after that? Well, it it was was pretty uh, sketchy for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, over the years, we got our relationship back together. And, you know, he's a great friend, man. I love that man. Mm-hmm. And he was proud of us, too. Yeah. And once you become a boss, you start to understand the dynamics of why people make decisions. Yeah. Right. Whether you agree or not, that's another thing. I, all, you know. Out of all the artists you guys work with, who is some of the craziest studio stories? The best studio story I think we probably have is when we were working with Michael and Janet on Scream. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. We flew to New York to do it, and uh, we were set up at Hit Factory. Michael walks in the studio you know, looking very Michael Jackson-ish. And the plan was Michael was going to go sing his vocal and then Jenna was going to do the vocal after, right? So Michael walks in all mild-mannered and stuff. He walks in the studio. He says, hi, guys. How's everybody? Good. Okay, I'm going to go in and put the headphones on and then, all right, we'll do. Okay, great. And as soon as the song starts, he goes into Michael Jackson mode. Like it was superhero mode. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah! 
he's dancing and stomping his feet and clapping and snapping and right. Me and Terry are like some girls, man. Like, this is the first time we ever worked with we him. Go into like, fan mode, boy. We went into full fan <laughs> mode, and for the next four minutes, from start to finish, he sings the song. When the song ends, we're just sitting at the board. We're just sitting there, and he goes, "How was that?" <laughs> we, we're like, uh, "Uh, yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah, yeah, that's that's good." And he goes, "You want me to try it again?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah, give it another try. And Janet comes in between us, and she just goes, "I'll do my vocal in Minneapolis." <laughs> wow. She wanted no part of following that thing. Right. So Michael yeah. does his whole vocal, kills it, and then he comes in. He says, "Okay, Jan, you're going up next, right?" And Janet's like, um, "No, Mike, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do my vocal in Minneapolis, I'm gonna, <laughs> right?" So she comes. So she goes to Minneapolis. And sorry, she goes to Minneapolis to do the vocal. She kills it. We send Michael the vocal, and we go, "Mike, how's it sound?" He goes. Jan sounds really good. Where'd she do that vocal? I said Minneapolis. Oh, I'm coming to Minneapolis. Wow. <laughs> really? So he was. So mm-hmm. it's, even though that's his sister, he's still competitive. He's like, no, no, I'm gonna get my vocal even better. Really. Now, how did Prince feel about Michael pulling up to the crib? Did you have to call Prince to get clearance <laughs> <laughs> for Michael to into, into Minneapolis? <laughs> I think he liked the song. I heard he. I heard he. I, um, the Control album. I think it was. I remember he drove to my house and threw the CD out the window. Mm-hmm. Prince, like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he, he and, 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 and <laughs> Prince, is yeah, pretty petty, right? That. Yeah, and, and he used to do uh, what have you done for me lately in his concerts. He used to do what have you done for me lately, and he'd go, "This is my song. I wrote this song." <laughs> so why did he throw the CD out the window? I don't know if that's an act of love from Prince or was he being disrespectful. I don't know. Yeah, it was you it know was, uh, an attempt to be disrespectful, yeah. but like. Did y'all ever fight? Matter. Cause it seemed like y'all had to get to blows at least one time. Never. Ne- we never fought. No. You know, got yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, never got there. Was yeah. there ever a real issue between Prince and, and Michael? Was that a real rivalry? Or it's just rivalry, man. That was back in the day yeah. where everything was healthy rivalry. Every mm-hmm. every artist was against every artist. When yeah. you get on the stage, it's my stage. Yes. So you know, these are the two biggest mm-hmm. black artists yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. Like. Yes. You know, there's going to be a little rub. It wasn't going to be no kumbaya. To this day, it's Prince versus Michael Jackson. What do you guys say when you get asked? For me, I always got to go with Prince simply because Prince was a musician. And the songwriting, because he wrote so many songs for other people, too. Oh, come on. The time. I mean, listen, the time Prince wrote those songs. Prince and Morris wrote those songs in the time. So when you you talk about cool and get it up and all those songs, Prince wrote those songs. Like, almost like he was more than one person. He had multiple personalities. And the time was his outlet to do his funk, you know, stuff. Yeah, so. people will probably get upset about this, but it's really not as close as people like to make it seem. You know what I mean? Prince and Stevie Wonder are in the same tier to me. It's a musician. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as musicianship, artistship, yeah. you know, and Michael's, you know, he's great, but like, different level when you can actually play instruments and stuff like that. It's a different relationship to me mm-hmm. that you have. We always say a different relationship with the notes that mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm. Well, we always talk about that with, um, with her, the artist her, that we love so much. Because if you think about when we met uh, her for the first time, she said, I want to get better on playing the bass and the guitar and the keyboards and the drums. Like, I want to play all that stuff. And we were like, okay, cool. That's great. This was two, three years ago, man. And she's done it. Mm. You know, she came down on, on a drum set, hopped on the guitar, hopped on the keyboard. Like, that's the kind of stuff that Prince would do. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yee. Now, Baby let's talk girl. about New Edition for a second. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys watched the series, the New Edition docuseries they did. We did the that. music for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, we worked on it. Yeah. And so, what was it like incorporating Johnny Gill into <laughs> New Edition? How was that? That was really interesting because Johnny, the reason that Johnny Gill got incorporated at the very beginning was because Gerald Busby, who was the executive at the time at uh, MCA and Motown, he said, um, I'm looking for a singer. I want to sign a singer. Who do you guys think I should sign? And he had a bunch of different singers he was trying to sign. And we said, what about Johnny Gill? And he said, Johnny Gill? And we said, yeah, he's young. He's got a great voice, you know, whatever. And he said, well, if I sign Johnny Gill, will you guys produce the record? And we said, yeah. And so anyway, he signed Johnny Gill. Now, we thought that was it. We thought we were just going to do a solo record with Johnny. But then at a concert or somewhere, he was like, yeah, I'm in New Edition now. We were like, what? <laughs> How'd that happen? So when they all came to Minneapolis to do the Heartbreak album, what we knew was a couple of the guys in the band, they didn't want Johnny. A couple of the people wanted Johnny. And we knew before we could even start any sort of creative anything, we needed to clear the air on that. So we got in our conference room, and Johnny was sitting at the head of the table, and we just said to Johnny, here's the deal, Johnny. You're not going to sing any songs on the album mm. because this is Ralph's group, and that's the song that everybody knows. And that's what it's going to be. So how you feel about that? We didn't know what he was going to say. Mm-hmm. But Johnny said, hey, I'm cool, man. I'm a team player, man. Whatever you need. I'll do whatever it is. Well, as soon as he said that, everything in the room was cool. And actually, Ralph and Johnny turned into like the Mutual Admiration Society. Because Ralph would go in and sing like every background part. And then everybody would just kind of copy his background. But he'd go in for hours and, you know, six hours and just do backgrounds. And Johnny would sit with us at the board and just go, man, how's he do that? I don't get that. And then Johnny would go in and do his thing, and he'd be quick. He'd be like a half hour maybe, but do his thing. And Ralph would go, man, I don't know how he does that. So it turned into a mutual admiration society, and that's why that record got done. And then even in the way we laid the singles out, we did If It Isn't Love as the first single because that was the most new edition sounding record. And you don't even hear Johnny on that record. He's on there, but you don't really hear him. But then the next record, Not My Kind of Girl, all of a sudden you hear a little bit of Johnny in there, but then the one that drove it home was Can You Can Stand, you the, stand rain? the Rain? And that was based on, there was a stylistic song, You Make Me Feel Brand New. And I remember hearing that song for the first time, and the guy came in singing, My Love, oh, nah, 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 nah. and I'm like going, who is this? And then Russell Tompkins, the lead singer, came in, Only You. And I said, oh, it's the stylistics. So we thought that's the way to introduce Johnny. Wow. So on a perfect day, right, you hear Johnny and you're like, oh, who is this? And then as soon as you hear, because I need somebody, you go, oh, Ralph, oh, it's a new addition. So it was kind of a three-piece prong Help. to get him in and to integrate him in and the rest is history from there. I just got chills, man. Right. Y'all produced If It Isn't Love <laughs> and You Can Stand the Rain. Like, how does that make y'all feel when y'all just out? Like, those are black music staples. Man, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, Because, uh, you know, we're always trying to move to the the, future. the next thing. Mm. What's what's next, man? You can't live in a. You say only as good as your next one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Let's talk about this debut album for a second now. I love a debut that, album. That's not the sound of that. So I mean, I it is what it is. It's volume that. one. So, I call it I, does that mean there's a volume two <laughs> coming <laughs> also? Yeah. And, <laughs> and how long have some of these songs been in the stash? How many are new? Like, let's talk about it. The songs are all timeless songs. It's not when they begin, it's when they finish. And now was the time to finish them. Um, we want to try to leave music in a better place if we can, and this is the way we're going to do it. Just through this album, through elevating these artists, by making people fall back in love with these artists again, remind them of their greatness, but also remind the artists themselves of their greatness. 
it was really cool when we did the Babyface record. Like he said, you guys produce it. I'm just, I'm gonna help you write it, but you guys produce it. And so I realized when he heard it for the first time and it was done, he was like, man, sounds really good. And we said, yeah, he said, no, that sounds really good. We said, your baby face, what do you think it's going to sound like? <laughs> but he had never heard himself just as an artist without having to do all the thinking. Wow. And as we said, the, hearing the mistakes, wow. he could just hear himself and appreciate it the way that people appreciate his talent. So I think all of the artists we were able to kind of give that to, Mary called me and was telling, because Terry, like, you know, worked her to death on the, on the vocal on Spinning on our album, the song Spinning. And she said, you tell Terry Lewis. He killed me on that vocal, but that vocal sounds great. I love that. That's my best vocal, you know, that kind of thing. But that's been the reaction from the artists. They've actually felt back in love with themselves, which we think is really important. Do younger people in the industry seek y'all seek y'all counsel? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. I would think y'all phone would be ringing all the time. Not really. I mean, we. I mean, we're happy to speak to whoever. I mean, I think that's. And what? And by the way, that's one of the things. Like I said earlier, that Clarence taught us. You know, it's like if you can help people, give them advice, or or show them the way, or you know make the way clearer for them you got to do that that's really important to do and he planted so many seeds in us you know about that that yeah we're we love doing that and i always say there will never be another clarence avon but there will be a lot of clarence avon type people because of the lessons that he did it won't just be in one man it will be in the community of people will be the clarence so we're just a piece of that and yeah where we can help out we definitely do but no we don't we every once in a while we'll get you know, somebody will call us and say, hey, can you give me some advice on this? But it doesn't happen a whole lot. Man, I had man, I had lunch <laughs> with him earlier this year for a few hours, man. I love that, brother. Oh, it's, there's oh, nobody yeah. better, man. At all. My last question, because, you know, I know how we look at y'all. Icons, legends, all of that seems like understatements. How do Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis see themselves? I don't know. Just we're just Yeah, just two guys making some music, yeah. man. Doing what we love, man. Yeah. Um, It's like you never do this accolades. I always say that, um, you know, people talk about favorite songs all the time. What's your favorite song? And the thing I always say, I, I don't like to use the word favorite because there's a lot of things that could be favorite. But I always say the song for us, there's two. There's one, two songs that are really important in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I said, I always say that it's a time capsule song. Like if you were going to put a time capsule down, write Jam and Lewis on it, and a hundred years later, some aliens come down or whoever, they open it up. What would that song be? For us, it would be Optimistic by the Sounds of Black. Ooh. Because yeah, I, I listen to that song three times a week. Yeah. Because, but that's exactly <laughs> it. But that's why, and that's not about us. God wrote that song. You know, He Oof. gave us the pen. But and that's relevant at right? any time that's for right. anybody, yeah. no matter yes. what's going on in the world. Yes. Yeah. And one B is open my heart. Yeah. Yolanda, Yolanda Adams. Adams. Wow. That's B. So it's like the fact that we had something to do with those songs. Forget that we had anything to do with those songs. If those songs make you feel something where you need to get to, whether it's to cry, whether it's to rejoice, whatever that is, that to me is who we are. So we don't look at ourselves any different. We're just two people out here having fun and enjoying each other. I make my daughter listen to that song. Fourth of July weekend, we on the roof in Isle of Palms. It's me and a bunch of my friends and we listening to Optimistic Sounds of Blackness and I'm drunk and I'm like, that's the problem. Everybody's looking down at their phones. That's why y'all depressed. That's why y'all got anxiety. That's why y'all such pessimists. You gotta keep your head to the sky. That's how you stay optimistic. Yep. That one Line, just keep your head to the sky. Yeah. They can they can get anything past us now because everybody's looking down. Yeah, mm -hmm. very true. Let's very get into a record. What y'all want to hear? <laughs> oh man, this Off was a great conversation, album. man. Yeah. You what know, you, when you, you talk to hear? brothers like y'all, or even a Clarence Avant, like the divine art is the like the right term because you feel God. Like it's more than music. It's more than 
production. Like y'all came here and like really fulfilled y'all purpose in the world in a real way and empowered so many people and poured poured into so many people, man. So this is just an honor to talk to y'all, man. Appreciate you, brothers. Absolutely, it's an honor to talk to y'all. We're we're fans of y'all. We're fans of the show. It's such an honor to be here. And I always say, at this point in our lives, you know, there's less first times that can happen. So for us to be at our advanced stage and to have first times, first time on the Breakfast Club, first time having a you know a number one debut album, first time having a Jamin Lewis album, period, like that's all new stuff for us, mm-hmm. and we really appreciate the opportunity to, to come. Well, we love to help artists on the come up, you know, first <laughs> time, first time, first time. I'm feeling good there. I told I told him I said we want to be the oldest, best new artist at the Grammys, and they said well you already won Grammys, so you, you, you're ineligible. I was like okay, cool. <laughs> what y'all want to hear? What, what record y'all want to go into? Let's play well, Optimistic, man. No, we off the new album. Oh, the new album. I'm sorry. Anyway. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> For the new album. I would say Mary J. That's what I was going to say, that spin, Mary yeah. J. Blige. Yeah, we got to go spinning, spin Mary J. Let's get into spinning right now. We appreciate you brothers for joining man, us. Man, thank y'all, thank man. Y'all so thank much, you so much, man. Thank thank y'all, I'm glad man. y'all exist, man. Jimmy Jam, Terry exist. Lewis, featuring Mary J. Blige is spinning. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, Mary J. Blige, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis. I just want to let y'all know, right? We were talking about uh, Instagram banning <laughs> things and Here pulling you go. things down, right? Here you go. And I told y'all I flagged <laughs> Kim K, and y'all, y'all made a whole big thing about it. And you flagged Chloe. I did not flag Cole. Stop it. Now, I am Halsey, right? <laughs> you are? I'm looking. No, this is, that's the Instagram page. I am H-A-L-S-E-Y, right? She has a picture up with her, her titty out. And she's showing nipple. Am I right or wrong? What do you mean are you right or wrong? It has 5 million likes, and it was up July 7th. You, can you see that nipple? Red, you see the nipple? Charlamagne, you see the nipple? No, I can't see it because I'm a married man. When I All see right. stuff like that, I keep scrolling through Why wasn't through that taken down? I'm just asking. Did you flag it? Yes, I just flagged <laughs> it just now. I just flagged it. But I'm saying, why did he take that down? And, and, and the nipple's not covered. Am I right or wrong? I think you should read the caption, sir. Doesn't matter. I see nipple. Yeah, but you should read the caption. I'm, I'm not reading the caption. I see you, nipple. You, you should, and you take you should, all nipples I down. I see nipple. You, you, should, you should read the I'm caption. I'm not reading the caption. Because I, 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 she, she's, she's a concept album about the joys and horrors of pregnancy and childbirth. You know? So it was very important to her that the cover art conveyed the sentiment of her journey over the past few months. Okay. So this is the part where context matters. No, right? it does. It does not matter. It's a nipple. It's nudity. Instagram she said, said idea, it have to take down nudity. She said the idea. This is a nipple. The idea that me as a sexual being and my body as a vessel and gift to my child are two concepts that can coexist peacefully and powerfully. Powerfully. I think you should read the. You should have read the. Uh, the, it, the it doesn't matter. A nipple is a nipple. This is nudity. Ni- Boosie said the same thing on his nipple. All right. No, he didn't. Shut I don't up. know. But it's a nipple. Context matters. No, it doesn't. It's a nipple. A nipple is nipple. If you well, say we're nipple, about to talk about a lot of different things and rumors. All right, let's go. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, the baby's performance at Rolling Loud, there is still a lot of controversy and falling out from that whole situation and the comments that he made on stage. Now, in case you still haven't heard it, as MB was saying, in case you live behind a rock, here was what was originally said. <laughs> You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like the uh. Lady, if your smell like water, put a cell phone like the uh. Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking in the parking lot, put your cell phone like Let's be real about these Yeah, keep it real. Some of y'all suspect as a motherfucker. I don't know. I don't know why we keep playing it. I'm sure there's some people that's hurt by it. Like, I don't know why we keep 
playing at all. Well, because we have to. Don't we this one? So we that's can, four days in a row. Like that it's, is true. It's like if people are hurt by well, it, they don't want to hear it. In my well, opinion. we're talking about what happened after that because we can't assume everyone heard it or remembers what was said because now we're going to talk about how the company that he's been working with that he released a capsule a capsule clothing line with a 100 piece limited edition line actually is no longer working with him now that first line did drop on june 30th and boohoo man posted a statement they said we stand by and support the lgbtq plus community and do not tolerate any hate speech or discrimination in any form and they said they are no longer working with the baby now the baby responded after that, because you saw a lot of people were making statements, you know, Elton John spoke out, uh, Glad released a statement, and he posted a video of him ducking the shoe being thrown, and he said, no weapon formed. This is how I bob and weave. Anything sent to destroy me, check my resume and sit back. Hashtag my soul ain't for sale. He also released a new video giving what it's supposed to give, and that visual does conclude with a brief message addressing that controversy we just played around what he said over the weekend at Rolling Loud in Miami. And he did uh, say, don't fight hate with hate. My apologies for being me the same way you want the freedom to be you. He said he filmed the video a day before his Rolling Loud performance. And he said, it never ceases to amaze me the way God puts me in situations I'm already equipped to handle. That's what he wrote on his Instagram page. Don't. So if you if you bump into someone in the club or step on someone's shoe, if you didn't mean to do it, if it wasn't intentional, just apologize. That person might turn around, mean, mug you. They might even say something to you. But if you didn't mean to do it, just apologize and keep it moving. And I was saying that from the beginning. You know, I'm not a fan of cancel culture at all. And I do feel like he said something. And at that point, it's big for you to apologize and educate yourself on why things were hurtful to people, why you're mm -hmm. spreading misinformation. And that's it, you know. And Boosie Badass did come to the baby's defense. Also, real quick, if you say don't fight mm -hmm. hate with hate, you're admitting that what you did was hate. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Boosie Badass did go ahead on Instagram Live, and he talked about his displeasure of people canceling the baby for his remarks. Everybody not with their nephew sucking Just can't put their on everybody and expect it to be cool. Nas X say he won't perform naked on stage for charity. You don't with him like you with the baby. You know, be even-sided, man. You don't think that's disrespect in front of boys who trying to be straight? If I'm at awards and he go up there naked, I'm going to drag his ass off stage and beat his ass. Like the Nazis, they want to perform naked for charity. Oh. You don't tell this little ass nothing. Be taking it too far. Go suck a on IG. Get in your ass. Boosie, we were just trying to get you your page back on Instagram and this. Oh, my gosh. The one question Awful. I've been asking all week. Awful. Why? Like, why, Boosie? Why? Well, Little Nas X is not your op. No gay man is your op. I really don't understand why people care so much about who other people are sleeping with. Like, I hear straight men talk about who gay men are sleeping with more than I hear gay men talk about who they're sleeping with. Like, why do all of them care that much? And Boosie confused the hell out of me in that rant just now. Why? Because he well, said little boys that are trying to be straight. How do you try to be straight? You're either straight or you're not. Young men trying to be straight. Like, Little Nas on, X man. responded, and I know we don't have much more time left in room. Well, but he said, I'm starting to think you N-words gay, too, because y'all stay on my D. And he said, some of y'all not even mad that I'm gay. Some of y'all mad that I'm gay and still succeeding. All right? And that is your rumor report. Now, Little Nas X is winning. Little Nas X got these brothers losing their minds and money. And I don't understand why y'all care so much about who other men are sleeping with. And Boosie said he don't want Little Nas X to do it in front of the kids, but he wants, to do, wants him to do it on IG. 
right, that is. I'm confused. I'm trying to figure out where the logic is. All right, well, and we'll I really... talk about this more. But Charlemagne, you have a donkey of the day coming up. Yeah, yeah. you're giving your donkey too. I, I don't even know. I'm just out here trying to be straight, man. I'm just saying, trying to be. You gotta try to be. I'm just trying to try to be straight. I got like that's that's. I don't know. All right. Uh, Illinois Congressman Sean Caston needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. All right. Donkey, the day's up next. I try to be straight. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here, and the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. Take a closer look at the General and get the great low rates and quality coverage you deserve. For a hassle-free quote today, call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey shit. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey today for Thursday, July 29th goes to an Illinois congressman named Sean Caston. Now, while folks is online worried about what, what Lil Nas X is doing, uh, it's still real issues going on in the world, okay? There is still no federal voting rights legislation, no George Floyd Policing Act. Uh, yesterday, the Senate voted to pass and advance on the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which will start the process of amending and debating the bill. And Democrats aim to pass the legislation along with a separate plan to invest in child care, paid leave, education, and measures to curb climate climate change. A lot going on that taxpaying American citizens should be paying attention to because regardless of what you give your time, energy, and attention to, these things will ultimately impact you and your families in the future. Now, Democrats aim to pass the infrastructure bill with a separate plan to invest in measures to curb climate change. Oh, climate change! Climate change is real. Okay, this summer should show you that, all right? This extreme heat we're dealing with this summer, uh, the reason your deodorant doesn't seem to be working and you musty by 1 p.m. every day if you're working outside, well, it's well established that climate change is making heat waves hotter. Okay, I've read stories that millions of people around the world could be exposed to dangerous levels of heat stress. Heat stress. That sounds like when people say you got that monkey on your back, okay? That's a dangerous condition which can cause organs to shut down. Scientists are saying that global warming could increase the chances of summer conditions that may be too hot for humans to work in. I mean, listen, the world is divinely designed a certain way. Us humans evolved to live in a particular range of temperatures. If temperatures continue to rise worldwide, at some point, places that are hot, the hottest parts of the world, could start to see conditions that are simply too hot for us humans. And by the way, that's just the basics. I'll just be reading. You don't even want to know about the permafrost pandemic. Oh, my God. Climate change is melting permafrost soils that have been frozen for thousands of years. And as the soils melt, they're releasing these ancient viruses and bacteria that have been laying dormant and they just springing back to life. It's like the earth got herpes and when it's dormant, cool, but when it's an outbreak, watch out! It's not exactly like that, but sort of. Now listen, Sean Caston, I'm glad he brought this issue to the House floor, the issue of climate change, but it's the House floor. So you have so you have people there with a certain level of experience, a certain level of education. You would think that conversations about climate change could be and should be high-level conversations, but Sean Caston must not think as highly of his colleagues' intelligence as we do because he decided to do, to do a presentation, a, a song and dance, if you will, with, with no dancing about climate change, using Fergie's record, Fergalicious. Yes, you heard that right. He, he decided to do a little song about climate change using Fergie's record, Fergalicious. Before I play you what he did on the House floor, let me read this tweet verbatim that he sent out. This is from his actual Twitter. He said, I just dropped a new hashtag, hot 
FERC summer jam. As climate activist Fergie would say, the FERC alicious definition is to make our planet cooler. Coming home to air conditioning when it's hot, hot, that's FERC alicious. Cleaner, cheaper electricity for every American. Hashtag FERCalicious. FERC is an independent agency that regulates the transmission of electricity, uh, natural gas, and oil. Okay? Now that we have the context, this is what he did on the House floor. Listen. I rise to continue our celebration of hot FERC summer. As climate activist Fergie would certainly say, the FERCalicious definition is to make our planet cooler. So listen up, y'all, because this is it. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, better known as the F to the E to the R to the C, is one of the most important federal agencies to fight climate change. And if I'm doing this right, one that a few more of you are now keeping track of. Having a well-air-conditioned home when it's hot, hot, that's Fergalicious. Getting your electricity from the lowest cost reliable source, Fergalicious. An electric transmission system that keeps everything from electric vehicles to steel mills running with zero-carbon electricity. Fergalicious. Oh my God. With record setting heat waves already causing deadly droughts, wildfires, and overwhelmed power grids, we've run out the clock and must transition to a clean energy economy, and we need FERC's help. So today I'm proud to introduce the right to timely rehearings at FERC Act with my friend Mr. Melanowski, a bill to ensure that everyone has access to fair and timely hearings at the Commission. But Congress can't do this alone. Moving at the pace demanded by the climate crisis will take all hands on deck. And a fully staffed FERC is going to be critical to that success. <laughs> and when this was over, uh, he held up a picture of uh, Fergie and Will I Am. I'm not making any of this up. It's mm -hmm. all all in the New York Post. If you want to go see for yourself, like he just dis he actually displayed a, a a fake album cover of the song with Fergie and Will I Am listed as artists along with himself. Uh, Sean, I just don't understand how you can do anything about making the world cooler by doing the most uncool thing possible. Uh, I have to salute Maggie Olson. Drop on the clues bombs for Maggie Olson in Milwaukee. She's a principal at Milwaukee College Prep. I remember going uh, to visit the school years ago and talk to the kids, and the kids were using rap songs to learn. So they would take the hottest rap tunes at the time and turn them into lesson plans. It was dope, but it was also kindergartners to eighth grade. Okay? Who is Sean trying to appeal to? Why do these congressmen need you to do this over Fergalicious Beat? Why do they need you tweeting in hashtags? I know you're trying to get them to pass the, the right to timely re-hearings uh, at FERC Act, which would ensure that everyone has access to fair and timely hearings at the commission. But why? Were you attempting to go viral, Sean, to bring more attention to climate change and what FERC was doing? If so, great. Congratulations. Mission accomplished. Okay, I never heard of the federal... Energy Regulatory Commission before today, but this is the thing. How are we supposed to take any of these issues seriously when the people who make the laws, who sit in the highest political seats in the country, don't seem to be taking, taking them seriously? Where is the sense of urgency? Okay, nothing about what Sean Caston did makes it seem like climate change is literally something that could kill us all. Maybe we need little Nas X to talk about climate change to make people really care about it in a real way. Okay, are any of these issues, I don't and I'm at the point where I don't even know if I care. And the only reason I don't know if I care, because if you're talking about climate change over Fergalicious beat, maybe I shouldn't care. I don't know. I'm just ready for Jesus to come back at this point. But I'm no, I know he's not. Why would he? Well, he'll see us when we get there. In the meantime, he's sending all Representative Caston's emails to his spam folder. We live in a strange world, man. Strange world. Please give uh, Sean Caston the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. You are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. 
This whole thing is a spoof at this point, man. Life is a spoof. Very delicious. It's executive produced by all of the Wayans brothers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Magruder's writing, Neil Brennan. Chappelle's overseeing it. Chappelle's the showrunner. <laughs> like this. Life is a spoof, bro. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Up next, Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Myra. Hey, Myra. What's your question for Yee? Good morning. Good morning. All question is all of y'all. Now, I'm a single mom, and I've been trying to get a house. Mm-hmm. And for the life of me, I cannot get one because of my credit. My credit is only bad because I went to school. The school that I went to better life. Your phone sounds a little muffled. If you could pick it up, I don't know if you're on Bluetooth. I have credit problems. Okay, you have credit problems. You said because of school. Yeah, but my the school that I went to, they closed down because they let the old folks check. Okay. And As- then when I was in my twenties, I bought me a house. The house that I bought. Uh, I guess it was around the time that Obama was in office because he gave me a thing for losing my house because they, they messed me over because I didn't know anything about interest rates mm-hmm. and APRs or anything like that. I was just excited that I was in the house. Right. And because of my excitement, I didn't read or I didn't fully understand everything that I was signing my name to. So at the end, I ended up getting screwed over. So I was just saying, I don't feel like I should pay the people who screw me over because I'm trying to buy me a house. So now it's following me far back behind because I'm trying to take care of my kids from something that happened in my past that tried, you know, I'm trying to make myself better. That's <clears throat> college, that's well, house and I, I, you know, I feel some type of way. All right, so I'm going to say a couple of things right now as a person who, as you know, I, I done bought a couple of houses and um, had to deal with all of those things. Number one, you need to get your credit score right. And so what you need to do is find out what it is to get these negative things off your credit report and how you can get your score up. Because in order for you to get a great uh, rate for your mortgage, which is really important, you need to make sure that that gets improved. And I know a lot of times we want things right away, but I will also say the housing market is a little weird right now. Where, where, where do you live? Mississippi. Okay. So what I will say is right now, just prepare yourself to save up the money that you'll need for a down payment. At the same time, making sure that you can improve your scre- your credit score, right? And what you need to do is, do you know you know everything that's on your report? Have you gotten your credit report? I have, and it's my house, and it's uh, the school, and it's the first car that I bought. Okay. But I crashed it. I crashed it trying to save my house. I had three call. I mean, I had three jobs, and I was trying to save the house that I had back then, and I ended up crashing the Mustang that I had, and they ended up getting in my credit too. So it sounds like there's a lot of things that's affecting your credit score right now. Envy um, has his guy, the credit dude, I'm sure that you can talk to an expert that can actually help you figure out how to improve your credit score, how long it's going to take for that to happen. And in the meantime, as you wait for your credit score to improve, you should be figuring out ways to save money, side hustles that you can do, making sure that all your other bills are paid off, your credit card bills, whatever debt that you might have. Let's take care of that as well. I think you have to take some actionable steps to improve that. And then uh, keep looking, because I also feel like 
Now is a weird time with the housing market. So I'm trying to invest in another property, but what I'm doing is I feel like I'm going to wait a little while because there's a lot of, um, there's a, a lot, not enough houses on the market. So the prices are a little high right now, even though interest rates are low. So sometimes I feel like home ownership isn't always the best thing that you can do, depending on what your financial situation is. You need to make sure that you have money in the bank. You need to make sure that you have money for an emergency. You need to make sure you have money for any improvements or any unexpected costs that can come up after you close. Mm -hmm. You should also find out about any possible programs that's in your area that you could be, you're able to apply for, because things like that can really make a big difference as far as how much you have to put down, what your payments will be. They have a program in Memphis, but the only thing with that program is your credit has to be over a five hundred four. That's how low my credit is. It's, you you got to get your credit. You got to get yeah, your credit. Yeah, I think up, the first thing you have to yeah. do is you get your credit score. Your credit, yeah, mama. you and have to. Especially if it's under five hundred, you can't do nothing with that. So you have to you have to get your credit up, and then there's programs that you can do. Uh, like he said, there's the the credit dude that can help you get your credit, and then I got a, a couple of mortgage people, but you got to help them help you, and and they can't help you with with uh, under five hundred credit score. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Everything that it takes for your, to get your credit up, that's all money. And I can't save money if I have to put money in the credit score. Yeah, and but you do have to take these actionable steps, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can actually figure out how to do things on your own and get it up. But I would, I would for you, because you, it seems like you have a lot going on, I would think that you have to invest in an expert. If you can't even afford to fix your credit, then it's not the right time for you to buy a house. Facts. <laughs> That's you know, what I'm saying. If, if I'm 40, it's my birthday today. I turn 40 today. Okay, happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Certain things should be under my seal after a certain age. You know, so my kids can live forward and have, don't have to go to the I, I understand that. Let's, as a matter of fact, for your birthday, let's get you in touch with yeah. the credit dude. Yeah, I'm going to fix your credit for free, mama. Right? I, and that's your birthday gift. That's your birthday gift. Because that is step number one. Let's get that together, you okay? On, you hold let's, on the line. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Okay. Hold I'm, on. I'm going to fix your credit for free. Um, we got you, You got to follow a bunch of steps that he needs. So give me your information. I ain't even call a credit dude, but I'm sure the credit dude will do it. Uh, it's your birthday, but um, we'll fix your credit for free. Uh, and you and we'll check on. back, and we're going to check back with you and uh, do a follow-up so you can tell us how things are going and, and the process. But understand that it's not something that happens overnight. And so just be patient and in the meantime, plan. I'm all about planning for the future. So that means that you're going to be setting that money to the side for that specific purpose. And it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It does not happen overnight. It takes time to fix your credit. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. And there's a lot of apps that That's you can right. also. There's a lot of apps that you can use. Like there's a self app, which I'm a big fan of. But what they do is, um, they give you a really small loan that you pay back over time. It's like fifty dollars a month that you can do to pay back that loan, and that helps improve your credit score. So there's multiple things that you could be doing at the same time. But first, let him see what's on your credit report, so you can get some of those negative things off. He'll tell you how long that's going to take. In the meantime, you could be doing things like using the self app to improve your credit. Okay. All right, hold on. All right, ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you could hit Yee now. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Mal. What's up, bro? What's your question for you? All right, so my question is, if I got a girl, right, and she's asking me to move in, I've been working for like eight months, right? It's been a little minute, and she's going through something. Should I move in because I feel something for her, or should I do it because I love her? Do you want to move in? 
Yeah, I like the girl, but I think it's just a lot. So then don't. I mean, listen, you have every opportunity to do that when you're ready. But if you're not 100% sure this is what you want to do, you're not excited about it, and she's pressuring you to do something, take your time. What if you're not going to be ready? Like, you ever going to be ready for something like Of course. You will at one point, and when you're ready, that's when you do it. But right now, if you're not, it's only been eight months. And I will say this, moving in with somebody is can get really messy. Y'all can spend a lot of time together at her place. She can come to your place. You don't have to move in together. But uh, don't ever okay. feel pressure to do something. If you feel excited about it, y'all are planning it together. It's one thing for her to come to you and say, I think we should live together. And now you're thinking about it like, damn, should we? Well, I do like her a lot. I, I want to be with her. Like, if, is this somebody you can see yourself marrying? This is someone I can see myself being with for a little while, a long time. All right. Well, until you're sure you want to move in with somebody because, you know, this turns into now are you both on the lease or you're finding a place together. If things happen, are you going to have to separate? I just feel like something like that is no rush. Like you have a place. She has a place. Y'all can spend as much time as you want together. And then when you both decide this is what I want to do, then you can do it. In the meantime, enjoy your relationship and let it grow. I appreciate y'all. Okay, good luck. Sometimes people move in together for the wrong reasons, too. Like, well, we'll save some money. We'll do this. We'll do that. And it really has to be something that you feel like, you know what? This is like something I see, my, a person I see myself with forever. I'm ready to move in together. Because after that, the next step is what? All right, well, let's get to another caller. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? This is Jake. Jake, what's your question for you? Um, yeah, I'm a, uh, good morning to y'all, first and foremost. Good morning. Yeah, I'm going to um, frame my question in this way just for the sake of people's like, personal business. What do you do when people are just not interested in change? Like, there's like a willful ignorance to not want to do better. You have all the tools. You have all the facts. You're just not interested in doing better. I'm going to frame the question in that way. Okay, well, first of all, I've been really conscious of who I'm surrounding myself with and the influence that they have on me and the energy that they bring around me. So if I feel like that about somebody, I'm not going to be around them anymore. And you can still right. love people who are in your life from a distance and offer your support in that way, but I'm not allowing that energy to bring me down. Life is too short. What do you do when the energy is present, like all around the world? You said oh, you think everyone's like that? No, I don't think that every, of course, everyone isn't like that, but a lot of people are. What you do when there's just a willful ignorance in most people's minds, like they're just not interested in doing better in terms of progressing. I think you need to find a new circle of people to be around because sometimes the energy you're giving off too is that that's what it's attracting. So you also have to kind of look at yourself and, and uh -huh. look at the people that you're choosing to spend your time with. Sometimes it's so, time to expand your circle and level up. Thank you. All right. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about this house party reboot. They have a new star, and we'll tell you who it is. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Barack Obama has joined NBA Africa. He is now a strategic partner and minority owner, according to the NBA on Tuesday. They said the NBA has always been a great ambassador for the United States, using the game to create deeper connections around the world. And in Africa, basketball has the power to promote opportunity, wellness, equality, and empowerment across the continent. Barack Obama said by investing in communities, All right. Well, grand opening, grand closing. All right. <laughs>
So. You heard a pop, too. You could tell <laughs> you heard the pop. That's when you knew something was wrong. Pop! Yep. Bye. Yep. See you later, Yee. See you later, Yee. You have a good one. All right. Um, well, you know, that is your rumor report. That is not the rumor report. Yo, I ain't got no rumors. You got rumors? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no rumors, but I, I definitely no cannot wait uh, to have a conversation tomorrow about uh, something that we was talking about behind the scenes, because I'm still stuck on the fact that uh, Brothers is out here trying to be straight, whatever the hell that means. No, I don't know what that means. You got some rumors for me so I can at least try to do some? I know what we could do right here. What you want to do? We could play Sounds of Blackness, Optimistic, because I've been telling y'all to play that record all goddamn morning, okay? Let's see if we got that record. Let's pull that record up. While we're pulling that up, uh, uh, that record... um, Shop. This is why you got to be in studio. Yep, yeah, yeah. This is the reason why. <laughs> okay, because when you're doing live radio, things like this can happen. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's sitting around looking clueless. All right, well. well Come on now, Sounds of Blackness, up, Optimistic. We got to pull it up. We got to pull it up. It's probably not even up. in the system. That's probably in the One system. of the greatest records ever, and the reason it's one of the greatest records ever, and the reason I think this record is so timely right now is because uh, I always tell my daughter, my oldest daughter, that if you want to have an advantage over everybody around you right now, just simply look up. Because everybody is looking down at their damn phones, okay? And you wonder why you're so depressed, and you wonder why you got anxiety, and you got insecure. You're insecure, and you you got low self-esteem. is because you constantly got your head in this phone while everybody is lying to you. And it's it's easy to get very bitter and and, and pessimistic, you know, looking down at your phone. All right. Well, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys later. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next after we play this joint. Feel good. Feel good, baby. Uh, Keep your head up. Yeah, keep your head to the sky. Okay, get out your goddamn smartphones. Smartphones making you dumb. If you wanted to hear rumors tomorrow, (laughs) because we don't know what happened to you. This is is why people need to be in the studio. And then it was a wrap. This All is right. why you should be in the studio. Well, keep your head to the sky. Now, this is shout to uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. They stopped through early. We had a great conversation Man, with please. them. We talked about everything. Just They produced for so many people, wrote for so many people from Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Usher, Mariah Carey. Mint uh, Condition. New Edition. Sounds of Men, Blackness. Sounds of Blackness. And we found out that they did this song. We didn't know that they did this song. This is one of those positive songs that if you're in a mood or you're a little emotional it's or you're a cancer like Charlemagne, you'll probably cry. I listen to it three, four times a week. Joey, is the interview up on YouTube yet? The, uh, yep, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis interview is up on YouTube right now. Go to the uh, Breakfast Club Power 1051 YouTube page and check it out. But this is one of my favorite records. Okay, look up from your damn phones. All right. Okay. Listen to it. We'll be back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Don't forget, August 14th, my car show goes down. Get your tickets now if you want to see uh, calls from your favorite celebrities like Little Uzi Vert, French mm. Montana, Fabulous, 50 Cent, Little mm. Kim, mm. Currency, uh, and more. Get your tickets, amusement rides for the kids. Uh, if you want to wash your ass, we have water there, too. I'm just joking. But we have I'm everything back. There. Man, go. Bye. Hang up. <laughs> bye. No, bye. Get bye. Y'all want to hear the rest of the rumors? Oh, no. God. Rumors is done. My God. Rumors are done. <laughs> My goodness. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Well, I just want to shout out to Jacob Latimer, who's going to be starring in House Party. I think that's dope. So congrats to him. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account, get rules, and start winning Instant Karma. No purchase necessary. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. Banking services provided by MVB Bank, Inc., member FDIC, maximum balance, and transfer limits apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, shout to uh, the legends, the icons, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yes, they, uh, yes. the whole interview is up on Breakfast Club YouTube page right now, man. We spoke I to mean, him for about, about, I think, an hour and 12 minutes or something like that. Yeah, that was one of those ones that, like, 
it just really filled your cup up. You know what I mean? Because, you know, as those brothers said, they make divine art. And when you meet two people who have absolutely, absolutely come on this planet and fulfilled their purpose to the fullest, it just does something to your spirit, man. So salute to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah, and earlier uh, people are texting me, what the heck, what the hell? Yeah, that's, it's, it's you know, it happens sometimes in radio. One day, one day, one day, one day, they'll put some money into this one show. You think so? <laughs> I don't know, man. We've been on 10, 11 years. One day we'll have the best of everything. Until then, you know, one ghetto day at a time. We just, <laughs> we just going to do it one ghetto day oh, at a time. Man. As my homegirl uh, AJ always says, Ashley, salute to Ashley James. We're we just going to keep going one ghetto day at a time, man. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. All right. Now, um, you guys feel be, be blessed out there, man. Wear your mask. Charlamagne, you got a positive note for the people? I do, and it's simple. Some things don't need prayer. They need discipline. God already told you what to do. You're just procrastinating. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 